You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Talk about radio? It's Pulse 95. It's Yellow Home home. with Anna Schofield and Big Hass. Pulse 95, it's Yellow Home with Anna Schofield and Big Hass just after six o'clock, driving you home this afternoon. Um, I've absolutely terrified Big Hass by bringing some very extraordinary guests into the studio. Are you okay? I'm excited. You know, I've just met met these guys and I already feel like great vibes. But we have some special (laughs) guests in the studio. There's three of them. There's Steve Thompson, who is a UAE resident for a good 13 years um, and uh, a polo player. He teaches polo. Obviously, the key thing here is that he teaches the royal family. Oh, so well. we'll be discussing that in a minute. We have got Andres with us as well. Um, Andres is his assistant. Is that fair to say you're his assistant? Yes. Yeah. Well, we also have Rio the parrot. And uh, Rio is uh, McGraw. McCaw? Well, you could say it like that, Anna, if you want, but it's oh, called it's McCaw. A McCaw. There we go. He's a McCaw <laughs> parrot. So if you don't know what that means, you know the big, the big, tall, colourful ones. That's what he's like. He's got <laughs> yellow and turquoise and green on him. And he goes everywhere with Steve Thompson, which makes it all quite unique, even into the Pulse 95 studio. Yeah, blessings. Thank you guys for coming in uh, to Pulse 95. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Very excited to be here. Yeah. But we are very important. We're polo people, so <laughs> do get on with it. <laughs> so Big House was saying earlier on, he said to me, so... Tell me about polo, because I know absolutely yeah. nothing. I mean, you know, I come from Saudi Arabia, and uh, it's uh, uh, I know it's its the game of kings, uh, and that's what I know, but maybe you can just tell our listeners more about polo generally, and then we, you know. That's a big old, that's a big old question, that is. Um, <laughs> how do we start that? Well, you've got to be very rich. Mm. Um, but we've, uh, in recent years, we've made it quite accessible with the Polo Academy. So it's, nice. our, it's our purpose in life to, to let anybody come and have a go. Because some of the people will just want to have a once-a-lifetime experience. Some of them will take it up for sport. Some of them will start off very rich and end up very poor. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't get a, gen- a job in any other industry, so we do polo. And mm. why do you say that um, you have to be very rich? Is that because they have to buy lots of horses and lots of equipment and lots of things like that? Well, it's a little bit like, it's a bit like motorsports. If you could start, you could, you could do motorsports and do go-karting. It's still a motorsport. You can do Formula One, so it depends on what level you want to mm. take it up at. You can right. still have a load of fun with your, your with your mates on a Friday morning, or you can go and splash yeah. a load of cash and get a Formula One team. True. Okay. But there also there's a certain class uh, to it, right? Like there's a certain, yeah. you know. Well, there is there. I guess because in the last thirty years, it used to be the sort of the old boys' network. You had to be born into it or know somebody or be in the military in some countries. Whereas because polo academies or commercial entities like this one have opened up, it means that anybody can come at all. We're, to some extent, we're almost like the fur ground. You come along, you pay for your ride, and you leave. Mm. And you're there for a picture, and we keep you safe, and you have fun, you can say you did it. And for the corporate stuff, it's a great product because you can come along and we give you a, a talk on how polo works, what the rules are, because generally it's all the rich people just going up and down on the, gre- on the green with their <laughs> horses, and nobody has a clue what's going on. But, um, but at least then when they go to the next core event, they can be a little bit mindful and a bit mm. knowledgeable and say, you know, I know this and this is why they did this. And, you know, and it's, so it's, it's wide and it's opened up. It's not as intimidating yeah. as it used to be. Um, mashallah, you've been here for 13 years. Um, mm. Like, how, how do you see the not acceptance of the sport into the UAE in general? How, how the reception? Huge. I, honestly, we came for two years to see how it would go because there was only three players um, from the previous uh, polo club in the next Emirate along. And they, uh, because of the nature of what was happening at that point, there was a, a lot of people with a lot of accessible cash and they came along and they can choose to buy a boat or they, you know, it was, it was big living in those days. They took up polo. Some of them got bitten. Now, normally, if you, mm. if you imagine people take up horse riding, it would take them 10, 20 years to either afford or to be brave enough to buy a big old fairy pet. 
and in a country that they're not generally from. And suddenly these people had two lessons and were buying six horses ordering from Argentina. And and it was, well, that's what they need. And and because money was, you know, people were churning money. Um, So we started building a client base and then they disappeared. (laughs) Then we built another client base and they disappeared. And and, but over the over the years, it's it's become I think it's possibly the biggest evolving polo market in the world. The UAE It's huge. Wow. Huge. That's really amazing. The best players in the world come here. The um, you know the, the the big players the Bin Dry family that have tours have pumped so much time energy and money into it, and as a result they're encouraging uh, you know all these players from around the world to come. So and it's it's fantastic to watch. Fantastic. So um, so if you're wondering if you're tuning into Pulse ninety five now and you're thinking why on earth have they got um, a polo player in here in their studio with yeah. a parrot? By the way, if you can hear the noises, um, there is a parrot in the studio it's a parrot in the building sitting, his name's yeah. Rio <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting on Steve's shoulder right by the microphone so every time he ruffles his feathers or dips or makes a little noise that's what you're hearing it's not Steve's throat um, <laughs> but uh, obviously the thing that we find and the, the reason I've got you here I've got mm. to be honest oh, you're an amazing polo player clearly Thanks, but tell Anna. us about <laughs> stop flirting with the, with the guests <laughs> um, but clearly I'm more interested in the fact that you've played polo with Prince Harry who is getting married on Saturday hasn't yeah. hey. wow yeah. That's so you, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's getting married, <laughs> despite <laughs> he's ginger. <laughs> Go on, you've played, you've, you have, haven't you? Played with I did, but it was a quite a strange story because he'd phoned the... I, I had a, 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 an academy at the Royal Berkshire Polo Club in Berkshire, uh, near Windsor, and um, we'd, we'd received a call from Clarence House to book him in for a practice match. But I think on, at the time it happened, either somebody thought it was a joke or it didn't happen. And as we were literally going about our business in the stable yard, the, the car drives through and we see him. <laughs> And we all sort of remembered, and then it was this massive sort of debacle on who's going to play? Who's going to play? Where is his horses? Who's going to give him horses? The problem was that we'd sent our great horses on horse hire. So you you, you hire horses out to other polo grounds around. So we had things that were just ah, ah, with big ears <laughs> eating like carrots, <laughs> two humps on its back, just came back from milking. So we've got, we've got Prince Harry sitting on the sideline, and it starts to rain a little bit, and oh, it's man. not a good look. And we all have... Uh, and the problem, it's a little bit like, you know, on the red carpet. And you do that a lot, Anna. Of course, yes, darling. Yeah. As a famous person on the red carpet. <laughs> Over to you, Hans. You wouldn't then go up to, I don't know, um, name a famous actress, uh, Meryl Streep, and say, oh, can I have your autograph? Because you're also an actress. Yes. So as polo players, we're not allowed to take pictures for our mum. We can't. Mm. We've got to be right. super cool. Right. To the point that we ignored him. And because everybody was so terrified of being obsessed or or, yeah, or impressed or, or impressed or yeah. wannabe or and there were no there were no selfies in those days I mean you'd have to get a great big old camera and you know and a Nikon <laughs> with a huge lens and and so we all sort of and everybody's actually quite rude to the poor guy oh, because no. we're not interested Harry you're not important you're not as good as we are and yeah we'll pass you the ball and, and but everyone was desperate wow. desperate for a picture but oh, he, wow. he played. He didn't come back again, but he played, <laughs> played that day. I wonder why he didn't come back, yeah, being treated like that. Was he good, though? I mean, the, the, the boys are very into their polo. Um, Prince oh, look, Charles they, and Prince Andrew, certainly. Honestly, I feel for them. They are they are really good. Uh, but if you think about their royal engagements and what they've got to do, it's so difficult for them to train. Yeah. So, so they get to practice maybe one hour every two weeks, when you should be doing it minimum four hours. Wow. Uh, for, sorry, the bird is Parrot, strangling me. It's going back. <laughs> it's because all the attention's <laughs> off. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what you do to me, Anna, if right, I let you talk. Well, you know, you know, sometimes you just get boring. No, so we're old get, friends, by the way. I'm talking very important at the time. Sorry, I'm not I'll paying stop. me. Yeah. <laughs> so so they, the boys, uh, honestly, they, they don't get to training yet. They come out on these strange horses in strange countries. And it's not as if 
you can quietly sort of have a little match and make your mistakes. Whenever they play polo, they're in front of yeah. 20,000 people. I mean, how much more pressure do you want? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. that, that instant when he when he fell off, and we all fall off, he, he was all over the press. The yeah. poor guy. I mean, yeah. you know, so it's, um, it's a miracle he's actually bagged himself a wife. <laughs> well, so and that's coming on Saturday. Obviously, where yeah. will uh, are you are you watching the wedding? Will I am there? gutted. I've just got an email today to, from um, a very good friend of mine. Is the Queen's personal groom? Oh, my shalom! You see, now they they have the inside ticket because, of course, the there is the the nucleus of the wedding, which is all the celebs and the family. Yeah, and then there is the outer, which is anybody that ought to be invited and then there's of course the crazy people that aren't allowed anywhere near it but are you know make up the crowds so Frogmore House which is the the Queen Mother's ex-property in Ireland. Windsor Great Park yep. there is a separate private party that my mate's going to and, and I was given an invitation but no. I only got it this morning oh. and I can't just jump on a plane yes this, you can this interview make was this very happen. important uh, no you absolutely can I can't I you've got two days to make this happen I'll meet them in the summer somewhere because that's amazing because it's he has just, an invitation you know to the what? wedding and he's Frogmore declining House. But you know what's amazing to me? The fact that uh, it's it's um, it's incredible that he played also, you know, polo with uh, with, with, with Prince Harry and yeah. um it's just it's just really incredible. Just again from a from a from a from an Arab um, and a Saudi and, and a person who's been living here in the UAE for a year and a half, it's also amazing to hear that the UAE is is the reception of the polo game is is, is also good. Well, I but think you know it's uh, you know horses are, are mm, synonymous with the region. Huge, yes. I mean, yeah. they're huge. Now we had come knowing that the positioning of polo was actually almost upside down compared to Europe. So in Europe, polo is very expensive and you mm. need some 6, 10, 12, 20 horses, however many you're going to play. But that means that polo was at the top and then perhaps you had racing, though. so accessible horse um, uh, industries that, you know, you, your average guy would not ride a racehorse, nor would the average guy watch, uh, play polo. And then you've got things like recreation riding, show jumping, dressage, and all the way down to um, uh, endurance. But here, endurance is right at the top Below mm. that, there's then dressage or show jumping because actually owning horses at the top level is not an issue. Right. So it's a case of True. it's a sport yes. thing and it's just a cultural thing. And so the Arab horse is renowned for its stamina and endurance is huge here. So polo is actually right down on the, in the pecking order because it's not a monetary thing at that level, really. Okay, that's incredible. Money um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we got with us uh, Steve Thompson and uh, um, obviously Andre. Andreas. Yeah. Um, you know, this is really incredible. The fact that you played, um, you know, Polo with Prince Harry who's getting married on Saturday mm-hmm. is really amazing. We're going to be right back talking more details and more stories. Uh, just stay tuned. Pulse 95 with myself, Big Hassan and Scofield. Yalla home. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Driving you home. This is Yala Home. Pulse. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's Yala Home with Anna Schofield and Big Hass. Wednesday evening, nearly the weekend. Hang in there. Um, Yeah, it's also Ramadan tomorrow, which is really amazing. Blessed Ramadan to everybody. Very exciting. We have incredible guests in the studio, Anna. Yeah, we do. And one of them is not human. One of them is a (laughs) parrot called Rio um, and uh, four years old and very talkative. Yeah, Rio's already, you know, vibing. Yeah, you know? she is. She's jumping you th- up. You down. think he likes hip hop? <laughs> Actually, he, he, she. He, we call him he, but he is a she. <laughs> You've always okay. called him he. You've really because thrown me with the she. His, his whole mentality was he, 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 he. He very dominant. He rides the dogs. He flies around. He's yeah. and uh, and then we 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 had him sex last year, and they said, oh no, this is where the problems are coming from. He's a she. Right. But we still we're in the habit of calling him he, and he doesn't yeah. know. He doesn't. 
I hope he doesn't hear. In all the years that I've known you, I didn't know that it was a girl. There we go. So, so Rio goes round with Steve at all points. If you ever see Steve, he's a polo player. He's a four-goal um, polo player. We're goaler. Mm. Thank you. He's explaining. Um, so we'll talk about what that means in a second. But if you see him um, uh, blowing in the breeze and riding around the polo pitches, often Rio is on his shoulder. Ah. So it's quite interesting. Let's talk about the, uh, the goaler thing. So this defines a polo player. So polo, by the way, we're talking about it's um, linked. It's obviously a British game. Mm. Uh, you've been here in the UAE oh, be for careful. 13 years. A British game. I would can't you, claim that. Would you that. say it's not a British mm. game? Every country in the world claims they invented polo, but it's really? let's call it Persia. Persia invented it with a goat's head. Mm. Oh, then yeah. the British said they did it. The army said they invented it. So yeah. the Indian army said they invented it. And it Persia. Let's call it Persia. Okay. And the goat's head. All right. Okay. Nice. See, I've always cool. thought it was the Brits. I was taking yeah, credit for that. <laughs> um, you've also played camel polo, elephant polo. Yeah, elephant polo. All of that. Yeah. The um, now this is a story. Oh, <laughs> As they here we are. go. Here we go. Well, the Elef- the Anantara Hotel Group have got this fantastic charity, um, which has it, basically all the logging in Thailand has finished. So all those elephants are redundant. Now, rightly or wrongly, these were domesticated elephants, and villagers own them, and they have mahouts who are the guys that ride the elephants. Mm. So when the logging stops, the elephant stops. So there's no nobody to feed the elephant, and they need to get a job, and that's why you'll often see. An elephant going down Bangkok High Street trying to get a, a, a photograph with a tourist at 3 a.m. And that's not right. Regardless of anything else, that is not right. Yeah. So what the Anantara Trust do is that they we stage this elephant polo. And I understand it's very ah. controversial. I personally do not agree with elephant polo. But this almost is collateral damage. What happens is they go to the street, they buy all the elephants. We play polo on them because they don't mind anything going on. They actually have quite a good time. They kick the ball, they throw the ball up, they slap us on the face with their trunks. But the super rich of <laughs> Bangkok, wow, the super rich come out and they buy statues of elephants for millions because elephants are not cheap things huh? no. and then once the elephant polo is finished all those elephants are bought and there's about 30 of them for the event and they all go to the golden triangle where they were in one of the tourist centers where they don't ride them they just wash them in the river and then they can have a picture and it's back to until they can find because these things can't be released into the wild huh? okay. but I understand that you're going to get the animal rights that will look at this and say this isn't right mm. of course it's not right you should mm. be playing polo on an elephant and you know what it's quite dull as well because they walk everywhere elephants can't do anything but <laughs> walk very fast they right. don't run they don't drop they don't, yeah. and then their wow. ears get in the way with the stick and we all you know, so uh, so it's for a very very good cause so yeah, yeah so elephants wow uh, a camel talk about the camels camel polo. the camels I'm still in therapy over the camels <laughs> I thought it was the greatest idea in the world because when we first came here 13 years ago we were doing an awful lot of um, uh, the super groups that were coming to Dubai for conferences Okay. and then we would offer a post conference activity which would be polo we'd teach people how to play polo in three hours uh, for big conferences but the super groups are coming 60, 80, 90 packs 180 we couldn't get them all on horses within the time so of course the, the solution is find a beast that can take two people at the same time <laughs> so on. you steer and you hit and half time you swap over because if you're rubbish at hitting and you're rubbish at steering it will work <laughs> the problem with teaching a camel is that normally to train most animals once you've done the negative and the positive reinforcement with food and treats you're dealing with an animal with the biggest picnic on its back in the world the hump <laughs> so if it doesn't want to it just doesn't and of course it gets a little bit annoyed it just lies down so you go for a penalty you wind up for your big shot and oh. it lies down and that's where you stay <laughs> and the game over so um so training them was a, a little bit difficult and it took us about 18 months and um uh, and as it happened it turned into a very successful event because camels are hugely articulate with their legs I mean they can do everything horses can run at 40 miles an hour yeah when we train them they yeah. were actually quite happy to oblige because 
you pull it like a horse, you'd pull the reins to make it stop. Well, a camel's neck does that. So it comes straight back like a U-bend. Oh, you turn it ah. left and right and it just looks at you. <laughs> and then it goes off 40 miles an hour into the desert. Oh. So training, we all had tracking devices because if it wanted to run, it, it ran. And we, you can't stop them. So yeah. you just sit on it. They're pretty fast, no? Yeah, yeah. 40 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when they conform, they absolutely really conform because they're super bright. They're so misunderstood camels, so mm. misunderstood. Wow. So because they, you know, they were very tourist friendly and human friendly, they, uh, you know, they were the pets of everybody, and they had names: Sandy, June, all of the, you know, right, and right. people come and see them, feed them, and, and they're still in operation now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it so, still goes on. Doesn't yeah, it? great yeah. fun, great yeah. fun. Wonderful. Wow. Getting back to the royal family, now that you've told me that might not be the UK that invented polo, I'm very, very upset about that, the sport of kings. Um, let's talk about uh, the wedding and the royals again. The one I, I've been invited to, but I, I cancelled because I'm here, this <laughs> one. Unbelievable. If you didn't hear earlier, Stephen um, apparently has, uh, he's the head groom where, your friend? In he's Windsor? the Queen's personal groom. Wow. So when you see the pictures in the Daily Mail newspaper with the little guy riding next to the Queen, that's him. Wow. And he just called you up and said, No email. Hey, email this morning, which is sort of suspicious. He probably knew this for an awfully long time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was, I invited you, you didn't come. You, come on, you can the get a flight. Before. I'm going to work you on this. I'm a busy, I'm very important. Uh-huh. I'm a polo player. <laughs> Out of season. That's incredible. Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Um, so you've also taught Zara Phillips, haven't you, to play I polo? I teach Zara Phillips, ah. yes. Yeah. So Zara Phillips, if you don't know, do you know who Zara Phillips is? Has? Okay, mm, Zara Phillips is the daughter of Princess Anne, and Princess Anne is the sister of the Queen. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, yes. Elizabeth II. So, um, so yeah, Zara Phillips is up there, and she's very horsey, by the way, FYI. She does lots of horse stuff. She's a, is she a show jumper? And she's an event rider, so yeah. for, uh, for, for people that don't know that, it's, it's when you do the cross-country, so the really mm. scary big jumps across all of the land and wow. down hills and water. Mm. Then you do the dressage, which is the ultimate riding discipline, and then you do the show jumping, which is uh, also discipline, but it's poles that get knocked down. So show jumping, as you'd know it. And the thing about Zara is that she has huge respect. She wasn't just one of these people with eventing. You can't buy skill. You can't buy skill in anything, but mm, you can't buy true. it certainly with this. So she would be there in her boots, mucking out the horses, training her own horse, because you can't just get on somebody else's trained horse mm. and compete. So she got to where she is in the eventing world through pure hard work and skill, and it did not come easy for her no matter how much money if she can't ride well and school the horse herself mm. she was never going to get to the levels that she got to and she did super well oh su- uh, amazing amazing uh, how was she at polo annoyingly really good uh. it took me about five years to get as good as she was when she just came right. and it was for a, a charity match down at Hertwood Park in Surrey which is um, interesting Kenny Kenny Jones from the the extrema from the who he okay. owns the, so it's, mm. it's sort of celeb land right. and, um, and, and going back to the previous story every super cool pretending we're not really into Celebs were not admired by them. Of course, there's cameras clicking everywhere, and just <laughs> every trying to be super cool. And, and she just took to it. She'd never had a lesson before, but she rides so well. Yeah. And often that can be a little bit detrimental to polar people because mm. the, there's a. It's it's like trying to do um, a different discipline in a different saddle, and the, it, you know, horses for courses and purpose equipment for the for the role. Uh, but she just took to it, and she was not scared. And you know, nobody wants to go out certainly in, in, as a cel- in celeb status. And public humiliate themselves, and no. she was actually really quite good. Amazing. That's amazing. Mm. Well, you said something about being able to 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 you know uh, to come experience polo, like even if you have no experience, like you know. Yes. Or is there a minimum, like at least riding a horse or? No. Uh, do you know honestly, for from the academy point of view, whether if we have a corporate day, you could bring the radio station tomorrow, and Maybe. we'll teach you in training. Maybe hours. we'll do that. Really? You won't be very good. You won't look cool, but <laughs> you'll make me look fantastic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna do that. The horse I mean, will probably just groom in, in, in Yeah, yeah. you should. Yeah. He used to ride back, back in the day when I was a bit thinner. Wow. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> 
Let's get a hat on the horse. Well, but we'll get two grooms in a horse costume, shall we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, be amazing. That wow. Be super uh, good. No, because the, the polo ponies are extraordinary things. They, they, they're almost like circus horses where they do what the trainer says, not what the individual does. Okay. So, and they are trained for the purpose and they are exceptionally obedient. So, unlike a horse which is very elevated and very forward going, a polo pony is a little bit muscle bound. So, it's like, and it will only do what you say. It's like a fairy jet ski, as we call them. And that's why non riding people are able to go quite open and hit the ball at Canto even in the first sort of lesson I uh, had a lesson with Steve Thompson you did? Yeah, okay I've how did that photos. go? Okay. Oh, actually I had a few um, and I only gave up because I got I got the fear I started to get scared because he started the, the horse um, whatever horse I had yeah. would obey me to a certain level but if he wanted me to canter just exactly as he's just said if he wanted me to canter and I was saying no I'm I, I'm not ready he would just make the horse canter anyway okay and so <laughs> off we'd shoot and 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 the thing is I'd be hanging on for dear I've never ridden before by the way okay. I'd be hanging on for dear life thinking I was doing quite well and then he'd say and hit the ball yeah and I'd be, I'm hanging on for dear life here. I can't be hit. That was the fence ball. rail looking at the horse before you got on, Anna. <laughs> no, wow. being all dramatic. It was wonderful. I did manage to hit the ball a few times, and I can show you the photos. This is really incredible. It um, is because it's a lie. She, the horse kicked it, but we told her she. No, I did okay. hit it. It's good to know. We're going to find it. Um, um, uh, Steve, what what does it mean to you? Like you know, like we got 2.5 billion people watching the, the wedding, the royal yeah. wedding. Yeah. Um, like, how important is it? You know, uh, that to I'm you? not there. It's really okay. important that I'm not there. <laughs> that is just crushing. So yeah. you're going to watch it on Saturday, knowing that you could have actually been there. Does it mean anything to you? Because I'm all over it. Like no, because I wasn't invited to the wedding. They wouldn't let me in the in, in the in the church in the ceremony. I, it was the party afterwards, and it's the outer outer party. Mm. All right. So it's okay. wrong for me to give you the impression that I was like there next to the next to. Majesty. Oh, all right. I'll stop beating you up about it. Okay. All right. But will you be watching? I mean, are you yes, into it? Because I think absolutely. Brits around the UAE oh, no, no. are going to be... I mean, I'm hugely patriotic and, and uh, there's a lot of, of stuff going on across the UAE to celebrate it mm. in, in yeah. different ways. And, and it's Ramadan and we're, we're, it's going to be a fantastic celebration. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. Oh man, this Everyone's is beautiful. Yeah, um, Steve, you are. We are here at Pulse ninety five, Sharjah's first and only English radio station. Uh, you know, we're so happy to have you. Any last words you'd like? No, to say? thank you very much. It's such an honor, such an honor, because you could have chosen a lot, a lot more interesting. <laughs> yeah, shout people out to Adam for making it happen. Like you know, she made no, it happen. No, you've got the parrot with you. you, know? you see. I've got the parrot. <laughs> I could have just sat the in the car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the parrot here. Yeah. No, shout out to you and shout out to Andrea. Thank you so much, guys, for for making it here. And uh, yeah, blessings. Uh, you know, to you. I I really want to. You know, come down. And, and try uh, you should yeah absolutely and, and see i'm a i'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, you know I, I love horses in general but i think the the game itself it's it's such a classy class game right like you need yeah. to yeah so it's kind of cool uh, sorry last question is yes. there a, a lot of not not similarity is there a lot of similarity between it and like i'm talking class-wise between it and golf or no like that's not a class-wise i'm talking mm, um what's the correct answer to that um no. Well, g- golf in Europe, I think golf is also uh, very accessible, but yes. know, golf clubs are expensive. Now mm. here, of course, to water and have grass in the desert, you you can yeah. imagine, it's going to be quite expensive to join yes. the club. Yeah. Um, but, but, but you know, the UAE is trying to make it as accessible uh, as possible be, so everybody can enjoy a, yeah. a lifestyle thing. The same across Europe and the rest of the world. You know, in, in New Zealand and Australia, for example, or Argentina, they have farms. Mm. So, you know, you can just go to your friend's house and they've got a horse and you play polo. True. When you get to countries where it's quite difficult, like Singapore, for example, or for here, or 
um, Barbados, you know, that's when the class is more, the class status is more, m- more obvious because mm. you're on a waiting list. They can only take so many horses. Those grounds can only take so many ho- uh, hoof marks, right. and there's a, and that's when it becomes you can't buy your way in, but you can sit on a list, and you right. know, and then you have to be referred by another player. Here, you can just all in anybody. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming again. Uh, you know, this is really incre- incredible. Anna, thanks a lot for hooking that up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Pulse95, Yellow Home with myself, Big Hats, and Ask Coffee. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is Pulse95. It's a Shaja story. <laughs> 